Welcome to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to spreading light. You'll hear stories and interviews from people who have taken difficult circumstances and made beauty and success out of it. Stories of resilience, love, grace, and hope. One of my favorite quotes, and a quote that inspired this podcast by Rupi Kaur, the world gives you so much pain, and here you are making gold out of it. There's nothing purer than that. I hope you enjoy and spread a little sunshine today. Hello, sunshine, and welcome to the Golden Hour podcast. My name is Kimmy Cantrell, your host, and I have my dear long friend, Laura, here with me. Hi, Laura. Hi. It's so good to see you and hear your voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to hear yours, too. Um, For those of you that don't know, which is probably most everybody that's listening, Laura and I um, met freshman year of college, and we were sorority sisters, and I don't talk very often about being in a sorority, not because it wasn't awesome. (laughs) I mean, it was was definitely great, and I made great friendships and, you know, great leadership opportunities, and I'm absolutely where I am today because of that piece of my life, but it's just... I don't, you know, I'm not still wearing my, my sorority letters or anything. I mean, exactly. It was such a bright (laughs) moment. Then it just kind of was a chapter that ended and (laughs) it was great while it happened, you know? Yeah. And so here we are still, still able to keep in touch because of it. So I'm always grateful, but. And you're one of the few that I do keep in touch with and love to, you know, just keep up with your life. So. Well, same. And I'm so excited to hear more about your life here today and for you to share that with everybody listening. Um, But I first want to do a little bit of an icebreaker, if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's do it. So it's going to be a rapid fire, either or. So I'm going to ask you two different things and just the first that comes to mind, you say that, pick that, whatever. Okay, got it. Ready? Yes. Okay, we got water or juice. Ooh, water. Good choice. <laughs> uh, burpees or suicides? Oh my gosh. Uh, burpees. Uh, Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion? Oh my God. Meg Thee Stallion. Yes, it's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Apple or Android? Ooh, Android. Really? I yes, I just got a, a Samsung. Yep, yep, Galaxy Note 10. That's the way to go. I got the plus. It's massive. I'm here for it. <laughs> Hey, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> um, okay. I do always apologize for the green text. I'm like, heads up, my phone's super nice, but you're not going to like texting me. <laughs> you know, I used, I had the Google Pixel for two years and I went from iPhone to Google and now I'm back on team iPhone and the amount of hate that you get from oh Apple God, it's people. Ridiculous. It's, it's horrible. ridiculous. And I used to be one of them and now I've just converted myself. I was so. too. <laughs> And now I am very conscious to be like, that's okay that you have green. That's fine. I don't mind. (laughs) Blue, green. (laughs) No, who cares? Best life. Do your thing. Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, A couple more here. So truth or dare? Oh, uh, dare. Mm. Always lose or never play? Mm. Always lose. I agree. And then we'll go with, this will be our last one. Spontaneous or planned? Oh, Planned. Yeah, <laughs> planned. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm planned such a planner. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes fun. here. That was fun. Yes, let's do it. So you are one of the first people that actually reached out to me and said, I love that you're doing this and I want to be involved. You know, so far yes. it's mostly been people where I've been like, please do this Hi, with me. I need people to talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hey dad 
dad, please come do this with me. Oh, um, no, I love and... that episode too. So <laughs> well, I would love to know why you wanted to do this. You know, like what inspired you to kind of want to share your story and want to be a part of the podcast? Yeah, so I just went through a crazy phase in my life. Um, I actually yesterday got finally divorced in paper, in writing, and I just felt like what better way to just cap off this journey by just talking about what I went through um, in relationships and just personal life stuff. But uh, I have been kind of coming to the conclusion that I was in a very toxic relationship and I broke free of that. And um, along the way, just learned a lot of lessons. And I thought maybe somebody could benefit from hearing about getting through that kind of situation, whether it's, you know, a six month relationship, a 10 year marriage, maybe a friendship, not an intimate relationship, um, family. I've also had a lot of family stuff happening the last year where I've met some biological family that just came into my life. And that's been a really positive and wow. just a, a piece of good that came from a lot of toxic family stuff. So really just, I don't know, I've been listening to a lot of stuff myself about setting your own boundaries and mental health and anxiety and just awareness in life about people that are enhancing those issues, either in a good way or a bad way. And um, <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe just sharing my story could just help somebody, if not myself. <laughs> just to talk about it. So yes, here I am. I love so. that. I love that. And what I find so much in doing these conversations is really, you know, yes, I, I have, you know, I don't have a ton of listeners, but I, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> <Who cares>? um, <laughs> but I find that the people who are on the other end of the conversation, so you in this example, get so much healing out of the discussion and really, yes. you know, finding the courage to talk about things that maybe sometimes we feel really not our best about is just really some, it's a gift to me, you know, to get to do that with so many other people. And, you know, the reason I started this podcast was just like anybody. I mean, I've been through all types of ups and downs and I just feel like in every one of those scenarios, I wanted a better solution. You know, I wanted to find a better life. I wanted to make something better out of it. I didn't want to just stay a victim. You know, I didn't want to just stay sad and, you know, all those yes. things. Um, yes. And so I, I'm so excited to hear you talk more because um, it really resonates with me, you know, your topic. And I think, honestly, I, I would find it hard to be able to identify a human who has not experienced a horrible relationship. A hundred percent. Somebody that just, just drains your energy all the yes. time. Yes. Like. And, and what I love about you and what I'm so excited to hear about um, is that you always strike me as a person who just has such a big heart. Like you just love anybody, no matter what, no matter what they look like, dress like, talk like, act like you just have your arms and heart wide open. And I've known that about you, you know, since we first met and I consider myself the same. And while that's a beautiful trait, it can hurt sometimes. You know? Yes, hundred percent. Um, and thank you for saying that. I, that's also something that I love about you so much. And I think why we've stayed in touch over the years is just, we do have that I want to just love people energy, Forever. yeah. <laughs> but it hurts yeah. really, really badly sometimes to be like that. So yeah. yes, I so let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into it. So um, I met my ex in 2014. Um, I had recently transferred from Valdosta, where I met you, 
and <laughs> it was a really hard decision to transfer. I went to Valdosta with a very kind of tunnel vision plan. I wanted to get into doing physical therapy. Um, the program there is very, very difficult and, you know, very smart people get into that program. I'm smart in other ways, not so much in the math and sciences, which I learned quickly. <laughs> so I, I love the humanities and more of that area of studies. So I was excelling in all of those classes and my advisor told me that I'd probably be best going back to Kennesaw um, because they just have a great program there. And I loved my sorority sisters, which was really hard and pretty much my whole life that I knew Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta, but it kind of just felt foreign at that point to me because I've mm -hmm. been in Boston for two and a half years. And right. my plan was just uprooted, which was the first time really in my life that that had happened, where I just was on a path that did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. So um, when I met which my- Which is horrible, right? Like that's Yeah, like the it, it, was, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. And I didn't really talk about it when it was happening. I'm not really that kind of person to open up about what I'm going through, I just want to make sure other people are okay. So I didn't really make any kind of effort to explain it. I just kind of let it happen. And that kind of caused connections with people to, you know, obviously dwindle down to mm -hmm. almost nothing with people that were still in Valdosta. And that hurt. And so when I got to Kennesaw, I was feeling, and you know, that was something I put on myself by being closed off. And when I got to Kennesaw, I was feeling rejected from my plan and, you know, kind of isolated from my old life and what do I do here now? I was living at home again and my mom is amazing, but you know, you're living with your parents. It's a lot different than you have, yeah. your, own apartment, <laughs> have your own space. So yep. that was a, an adjustment, a huge adjustment. And uh, I really didn't have any friends at Kennesaw. So I met my one friend, Timothy. Hi, Timothy, if you're listening to this, he Hi, is Timothy. still <laughs> one of my absolute best friends. But Aside from him, I really didn't meet anybody at Kennesaw that has remained in my life. So mm -hmm. it was a pretty isolated time. Um, I met Jack when I was about to graduate. I was about a year out from graduation. And it was just this very intense whirlwind. I don't know what's happening in my brain. I don't know who this person is and how he even came to be a thing so quickly. But... I'm just gonna go for it. And mm -hmm. it was this open heart, like foggy mind, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. just not really thinking too clearly about what am I signing up for marrying somebody that I've only known for a year. We got married on our one year anniversary. Wow. And it was, I had never even planned to get married. I had never planned to have kids. Um, I'm bisexual, so committing to a monogamous relationship with someone of the opposite sex is a huge commitment. It's you're giving mm -hmm. up that option to be with someone of the same sex, which is something that you need um, from time to time in your life. And, you know, it's possible, but it's difficult. And I just didn't understand all these things going into marriage, this huge mm -hmm. word that I didn't really understand. And I was just like, I'm in love. It's going to work. Like, of course, that's the only thing you need to make it work is just <laughs> love, which is such a beautiful yeah. thought. But when it comes down to it, that's not the no, case. It's practical. Yeah. Um, yes, you when you live together, especially when you have a child together, you have to work as a team. You mm -hmm. have to show up for that person, and they have to show up for you. And of course, there are days where you're going to have to give a hundred, and that person gives nothing, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. um, my situation turned very quickly into getting even more isolated from my life. Uh, a lot of my friends just didn't understand. The friends that I had left from the whole transition and really were still connected to me just were so confused about 
what are you doing? Like, we don't really know this person. You've always been saying that you don't want to get married. It's not really something you understand or maybe even agree with society making it this like requirement for what people see as a successful relationship. I've just never really understood that. My dad has been with his girlfriend now for almost 20 years and they have wow. no intentions for getting married and they're mm-hmm. amazing. And you don't really, everyone do their own thing. But to me, especially being in the South, I felt like I just had to prove we really mean it. We really love each other. We're going to mm-hmm. get married. Just this very traditional thing that happened. Well, and um, it's tough too, right? Yeah. Because, you know, when you're in that like deep, fast love and people are saying like, this is too quick, this is too this, that, and the other, you get very defensive, right? Oh, and you're like, worse. you know, you're like, how no, we you? love each other. How yeah. yeah, how dare <laughs> and you? They're, they're even saying things that you know are your truth. You know, they're, t- they're reminding you of what you have said in the past and you're like, no, yes. this is different. You yes. know, you're just not, you're not hearing it. It's so. Of course. And of course, it's wonderful to evolve as a human. So people see it like, oh, maybe she just is happy and great Mm -hmm. and everything's wonderful but I mean it really behind closed doors internally it was just difficult it was difficult Mm -hmm. to hit the point where I knew we weren't going to work long term and feel exactly what you just talked about that pressure Mm -hmm. of like but I'm the one that said like we're really Mm -hmm. gonna make it work and it's gonna be great so it was difficult to admit to myself that that was not the case. Uh, it was very difficult to come to that point. But it happened after I had my kid, who is just my absolute angel and love of my life, Joy. I pretty much feel the whole reason I got married was just to have him come into my life. Um, that's so it happened without getting married, but that's the way it happened for me. <laughs> and it was just perfect. It was perfect for me in the, way, in the way that I needed my family to start, but it was not ideal for him. Uh, mm-hmm. He talked about wanting kids, but when it happened, it did not really transpire the way that I think he was picturing, you know, hmm. changing our entire lives um, as they do when you have kids. So your entire oh, life yeah. changes. <laughs> it's it's not something people just say flippantly. It's very, very true. Uh, so yeah, that's where we kind of just realized, or I realized anyway, that it was not going to work. And I think my lowest point with the whole situation was that he was looking at other jobs in other states, and I was already taking care of Ren essentially by myself with my mom's incredible help, but I wasn't mm-hmm. living with her at that point. Um, and, you know, I was pregnant again, and I didn't know what to do because I'm thinking I barely have help with this child, let alone. I'm going to have a two-year-old and a barely, you know, newborn. Like, I I just, how am I going to juggle this? And now he wants to move to a different state and probably eventually a different country and take me away from my family and my friends. And I'm getting pressured to say yes to this. And I know he wants to have more kids and I want to have more kids. Like, it was just this very internal whirlwind, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? So I uh, just unfortunately I did miscarry but it ended up just being what was supposed to happen but it was a really low point it was a really low point because you feel an an immediate emotional connection to your Mm -hmm. child even if they're they don't even have a heartbeat yet um so that was really difficult and then after that it just kind of fell apart I realized that I had this sense of relief about it and that to me was not okay Mm -hmm. 
And I, that to me was just the moment where I said, I have to get out, I have to go. So it's just been a year of recovering from just leaving. And it was a really scary decision to make for me and for my child. And I mean, it was a cutting a four-year relationship just completely off and mm. a week I was out. And I just knew that if I didn't do it in that exact moment, when I just had this clear picture of what our relationship was about to be, that I was never going to do it because the older your child gets, you know, the harder it is. And I'm a child from from a divorce and I don't remember my parents getting divorced. And I think that's a blessing because I was really young when it happened. So Mm -hmm. in a way I hate to repeat the cycle, but in a different way, I feel like I'm not because I am already back in therapy and learning all my (laughs) lessons and just trying my best to not repeat the mistakes that my family, you know, has made in their relationships. But that's the very short version of what's happened over the last four years. And it's just brought me to a point of really just feeling very content again Mm -hmm. in life and in a different way, obviously, because being a mom changes everything, but Mm -hmm. I'm getting friends back and I'm getting my sanity back. And Mm -hmm. I am just realizing that you have to learn how to set boundaries for yourself. And if your voice is telling you, really deep down, even if you don't want to listen to it, that something is wrong. Just even if it's scary, you have to listen to what your gut is telling you. And usually it is scary, you know? It's usually the hardest process to make the right decision is what I've learned over the last over the last year, you know? Yeah. And it, you know, it's it's scary for a lot of reasons, right? Because especially when you are in your scenario married you have that's your whole future right so you're like yep until 97 years old I'm with this person with these kids you know like you you have so you're not only just like taking a leap of faith on like a new opportunity but it's like you're ridding yourself of what you believed was going to be all of the years ahead of you too and that's terrifying you know because very terrifying yes yeah and I you know I and the stigma that comes and, with divorce and, yes, you know, and no one gets married. Like you have all this baggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and because I, I, I haven't been married, but I've come out of, you know, very long relationships and, I know, you know, was I know previously engaged. And I felt like I was, when I was leaving that chapter of my life and moving forward, I felt like I have so much baggage, you know, I felt so heavy. I felt like, yes. why would somebody want to take this load on to yes, which, you know, 100%. I, in my relationship now, they don't even see it that way. You know, it was, it was I know, really the I know. limitations I put on myself. Yeah. Yes. Why, why do you think we do that? <laughs> I mean, I think we're always hardest on ourselves, of course. Like you are always thinking I'm the only one that's ever done something like this, or I'm mm-hmm. the only one that's ever been through a situation just like this, but it's really not the case. You always can find, even if it's not the exact same scenario, a friend, a family member, someone in your life that has been through something like that and they will tell you oh yeah that feeling's totally normal like we're all there yeah yeah I just anxiety is a freaking I don't I'm sorry I have to guess she's a bitch (laughs) like she's a bitch and I deal with her every day I deal with her every day but I just think that one of the healthiest ways to deal with those thoughts is to recognize that they're trying to get you down they are there their job which is to get you doubting yourself like that's why anxiety yeah Yeah, and to make you feel small and I can't Mm -hmm. do this and I really think that it's 
rarely the case that somebody can't do it. Maybe it is a situation where you truly can't make it work, mm -hmm. but it's probably that you can't make it work the way you planned to make it work. Right. And really you just need to change your approach. Mm -hmm. So to me, I mean, I wanted a family. That was a huge goal in life. And I didn't picture being a single mom and doing it this way, but I'm doing it this way and now I love it. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, even if your path does change, it's probably changing because it needs to, to serve what your long-term goal is. You know, mm -hmm. I think we all deep down know what we want in our life and what feels right to us. And I think also people need to be okay admitting that something is or is not what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, That's a tough I, like, one. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, just with small life situations, I mean, my cousin was getting married yesterday and she lives out of state and obviously with everything happening in the world right now with just COVID, uh, it's difficult to put boundaries down when, you know, people are having gatherings and you don't feel comfortable. I mean, even something yeah. as small as that, I think a year ago, I would have just put myself in the situation to go, been worried about been it. vulnerable to it. Yeah, yeah, just put my boundaries down. Okay, I guess I'll just be stressed out. And, you know, you don't have to do that. So... Mm -hmm. I just think people have a hard time feeling, I mean, everyone wants to be liked and, you know, be the person that's the positive. I mean, not, maybe not everybody, maybe not like the true. <laughs> I've, met a couple, yeah, I've met a couple people. But generally, like a lot of people yeah. perceived as a positive, you know, force in the world. And I think part of that is showing up and you just have to figure out what showing up is for you, what you feel comfortable mm -hmm. doing. I mean, somebody's expectations of you are not what you have to live up to. You don't have to live up to what somebody else expects you to be or expects you to do because that's irrelevant. It's all about what feels okay to you. And obviously respect other people. If you've made a promise or you've made a commitment to somebody, you need to follow through and try your best. But if it's a unspoken you know, expectation that somebody has, I think that's what happened in my old, my, you know, with my the last relationship, it was this unspoken kind of, I have to be the one to take care of all of this mm -hmm. while you pursue this creative. And I mean, I, I told him to go after his dreams and do your thing and I'll, I'll go after you, you know, mm -hmm. but that's in practice, that's very, very difficult to feel like I'm sacrificing everything, all of these things, all yeah. of the time, especially now that we have a child, you know, it's just this whole thing. So and, and that was just me putting down my boundaries. I, I don't like this. I, this is not mm -hmm. a way of life that I'm okay with, but I'm just going to do it because it's just this thing I've, you know, agreed to just committed to. Or, yeah. yeah. And life doesn't have to be a whole bunch of commitments that you're uncomfortable with. It can be enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. you know? So. Which is such a relief once you really recognize that, you know? And I think, you know, one thing that was tough for me and, and is still sometimes I consider myself a very loyal person. Like I am a Leo yes, and I will are, fight for you. you, you know? like, <laughs> yes. I will I will fight for anybody that I love. You know, like the second somebody says like, so-and-so is hurting me. I'm like, what do you need me to do? How do you need me to show up? Like, like, you know, me for a reason. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> How can I help fix this? And so exactly. for me, you know, when I'm in a a challenging place, whether it, you know, my last relationship or even sometimes friendships or, you know, relationships with family, when times are tough, you know, I consider myself, okay, I'm intended to be the lighthouse, right? So I'm the lighthouse and you can have your dramas and your stress all around me and I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I'm not, I'm not going yeah. anywhere. When you're ready, yeah. you can find me, my light's on. Um, but 
that's not always healthy, you know? No, <laughs> Most no. time it's not. Because who's your lighthouse? Um, who's going to exactly. be there all the time, you know? You know, and I think that was so, that was what was so challenging for me in my previous relationship because we were going through a clear experience that I felt like, oh, this is temporary. You know, it's not always going to feel this bad. It used to be really good and now it's really bad. And so I assume it can be good again because it's been good before. And I think I just was holding out for so long, hoping that I was right. And I wasn't, you know, it was just that this yes, isn't good anymore. That, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah. So familiar. And I think the hardest part was just coming to terms with the fact that like, I don't think it's going to be good anymore. And that's okay. You know, and like. It is okay. And also realizing that just because a relationship ends doesn't mean that it was bad. I mean, in my yeah. circumstance, it did end in a very bad way. Yeah, but there mine are too. positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine was bad. Come <laughs> from it. And I just think people also, even if it does end in a bad way, you don't have to hate that person. You don't have to carry around this like, you know, negative feeling about them. It's okay to do that for a little bit, but I think you also <laughs> have to learn to look at what did that person teach me? Even if it was, okay, Bring I don't like that culture. in a relationship. Yeah. I'm never going to ex accept that in a relationship ever again. Mm -hmm. I don't like that feeling. And I've brought that into dating now and just trying to set those boundaries and you know, this is what I like to do. This is what I don't like to do. This is how I expect our partnership to go. I mean, I try to have those conversations very upfront if I can, you know, mm -hmm. if that person's ready to have those conversations about, yeah, like this is where I'm at too. It's just trying to find people that balance you and don't yeah. drag you down. You know, I'm all about balance. I'm a Libra. So I'm all about, <laughs> I like yeah. a little bit of good and a little bit of yeah. bad. There has to be both. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing yeah. is going to be perfect. Even with the perfect it people won't. in your life, nothing's going to be yeah. perfect. And that, you know, I think a lot of times our generation, especially we raise up or we're raised that we are perfect and everything's perfect and everything's perfect great. all the time look yeah. at my instagram look how happy and <laughs> yeah, pretty everything everything's is everything's amazing but... and it's like no yes. this like mostly hurts a lot of the time <laughs> and also with friendships too i've learned a lot this year just with everything going on it's been a very trying time for everybody and everyone's on edge and everyone's stressed out no one can leave their house and if you are leaving your house you have to go to work and you're freaking out about it at least i am still <laughs> and you know it's it's been a very eye-opening who is here really here for me when mm -hmm. times are not normal when things are really crazy who's gonna still show up and try to at least you know make sure that we'll do a little check-in and just yeah, yeah like and it's it's been really difficult just not seeing family and having to put boundaries down even when I do want to see them. It's just, it's all been a very trying time learning, again, just what am I okay with and what am I not okay with and learning how to say <laughs> when I am not okay. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a really part. hard lesson. It's a really hard mm -hmm. lesson to learn, you know? It Especially somebody like you, you're always just so this, you are just a positive beam of light. Always. <laughs> it's one of the things I always remember about you. Your laugh and your smile is Thank always you. what I think about. <laughs> And, but when you're known as a person that's always so positive, it's even harder to be like, hey, it's guys, so like, Miss Positive that's not so positive <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, I'm I, hurting I don't right know. now. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how to make this known that I'm not okay, but I'm not okay. And yeah. um, I think, you know, if you're trying to emulate that kind of positive force, I, I really, one of the things I don't like about our generation is that it's like, positive vibes only and like good vibes only mm -hmm. let's go positive and it's like there it's okay to have those days where 
you feel like crap. You don't want to leave your bed. You just want to chill and do nothing and turn your phone off, not talk to anybody. It's okay to have moments like that. You don't have to be overwhelmed by the news and social media and, you know, texts and whatever and Snapchat. Like you don't have to be on those things. You can take time and you're not irrelevant for not being on Instagram. Like, (laughs) you know, it's just, you, this year I think has taught everybody a lot about what's important and just, I don't know. Well, yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And, you know, to the whole point of like being super positive, like that's not a trait that I asked for, you know, it's not even one that I work hard at. I just, I know it's just that way and it's a gift, but it is so hard when you are going through a hard time because people don't know how to re- respond to it. You know, they're like, Whoa. <laughs> What's well, I've seen a that? couple of hard moments. And I remember like, cause we were, you know, leaders in the sorority. And I remember moments with you where you're like, I can tell that you're clearly not okay. And I'm like, you know, she's our little cheerleader. Like, come on, can we say something like to get everybody okay again? And it's like, it doesn't, you don't have to accept people putting that on you. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. like, you don't have to live up to the expectation of, I have to be this positive person all the time, but it's why it comes off genuinely is because it is just you. And that's why people are like, okay, like, right. Yeah. (laughs) I've had to learn through the years. Um, I, because of moments like that, because I would very clearly feel like I'm in a lot of discomfort and like the people around me just don't really seem to care or, you know, they just don't really know what to do about it. And so I really, yeah. Yeah. And so I've really had to, figure out how, like, how do I move through those moments? Because everybody has them. And for me, it's really just authenticity. And like, I remember when I was going through my, you know, breakup two years ago, I laugh about it because now it's almost hysterical. I mean, just the way, like, I would show up to work every day still like, good morning, everybody. Good morning. With tears every- streaming down my face. You know, like, tears actively. They're like, you really need to go home. You're like, no, I'm great. Everything's great. I'm Let's amazing. It's a great day for a great day. <laughs> like, while crying. You're literally the dog in the room with everything on fire going, everything's fine. Everything's this fine. is fine. <laughs> but I think, you know, in that mm. moment, I was so, I think, you know, in addition to like just always being positive, I just always believe that the best is yet to come. Like I just always believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that it's the tunnel that is temporary and the light is permanent. And so I'm just in this tunnel and I'll get out of it. And so the whole time, you know, I I was in pain, but I was so certain that it was happening for my benefit. I, I was so certain. I was like, I can't even be like, I'm sad because my, my, emotions are going through a lot and my life is changing a lot but I was like I can visualize myself in a better place already so I am happy to go through this pain you know knowing I'm feeling this right. pain I'm grateful Almost like you have to earn that happiness yes. at the end of the tunnel or something. <laughs> and I was like, like I'll do it I'll take <laughs> it you know, like, I was like I don't care what it takes but I can see myself in a better life and honestly you know who I right. am today versus two years ago I would go through that 600 million times again like I would do that so many more times because my life is just so beautiful now and not that it wasn't then it was just different but I just feel like I you know I'm I'm loved in a way I've never experienced first and foremost by myself you know like that unconditional self-love is something that I clung to like a leech you know like every day I was like if, if I can't be loved by my partner I can at least love myself and you know now I'm in a fortunate place where I have an amazing relationship hi Anthony and you know he's he's wonderful and loves me the way that you should be loved 
But I yes. only think he was able to do that because I did that for myself in the times yes. when it would have been really easy not to. 100%. I think that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest lesson I got from this last relationship was I went into it without a lot of self-love. And I think mm -hmm. that's the reason I was able to get into the position I was at. Yeah. I was looking to fill that void with this person. And I realized, especially when you have a kid, you start to have confidence in yourself. Like I have to raise this other person and they need to have confidence <laughs> yeah. in me. So I have to have confidence in me. Like we can do yeah. this, you know? So I 100% agree with everything you just said. Like you have to love yourself first. And I've heard that my whole life and it's just kind of always bounced off my brain. Like, sure, yeah, <laughs> like, okay, love yeah. yourself first, got it, like easy. <laughs> but it's not easy because you have to deal with your shame and your guilt and the things that yeah. you fuck up on. And sorry, but the things that you, you know, <laughs> do completely wrong because you're going to have moments where you yeah. are the bad person. You are going to hurt people. It's inevitable. You're not going to be perfect. And I think just embracing the moments where you have done things where maybe you look back and you say, oh, that could have been a lot better. And then the moments where you really did kill it and you had a day you're like, I crushed it. You know, you have to just <laughs> accept that you are a flawed human being. And that's what's beautiful about you is your flaws. Yeah. And Amen. again, I've heard that my entire life and it's kind of just ping ponged off of my brain. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, whatever. But it's because I hadn't had those true moments of like, I'm at my lowest low and how am I going to love myself out of this situation? Because at the end of the day, yes, love does get you through, but 100% what you said, it's self-love that gets mm -hmm. you through it. Not love from another person, not praise from other people. It's about loving That's just yourself. the cherries on top. Yeah, yeah. it's just a nice... Like, like, sprinkles, like, yeah. That's great because <laughs> I already know. Like, yeah. Are you just showing up to this party? I've been here for right. a little bit. Welcome. So, you know, and I think I'm, I'm truly there for the first time. And I am also very grateful to be in a relationship that, you know, serves that side of me and he's wonderful. And it's just been a very eye-opening like wow this can work where I feel truly genuinely myself not mm -hmm. filtered not trying to put on a different face or you know persona for anybody just truly genuinely Laura and that's I, I just feel like everybody has to try to get to a point where they can feel genuinely them because I mean yeah. everyone has something to offer even if it's the smallest thing in the world we need that small thing for whatever reason it may be yeah so i think of humans as this just all we're all these tiny little puzzle pieces and you know you might just be like the little corner piece but we need that corner piece you might be <laughs> the center of the universe and we we've need been looking center. for that piece you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah go vote so that the center of the universe is better in november but you know it's just um yeah it's just a it's a process to get to a, a spot where you can truly speak genuinely for yourself and it's a very hard lesson i learned it a very very hard way losing people that i truly loved and getting to a point where i still love those memories and hold on to them dearly but i don't have to be with that person to have that love for them i can love them Beautiful. from a distance you know yeah. <laughs> wish them you know? well I hope you succeed. Your life does not align with mine and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. You collided into my universe for a little bit. You served your purpose and I served mine hopefully in some positive way in yours. And if not, then I taught you what you don't want in your relationships either. And <laughs> that's fine too. I can serve that yeah. purpose for you. That, that works. So yeah. I just, I think it's, everyone has their own beautiful journey to get through. And it's like I said in the beginning, you have to just know that you're not the only person that's been through this 
even if it's a totally different situation, you can relate to somebody on some level with just feeling that struggle and not thinking you can get through it. And then guess what? At the end of the day, somehow you made it and you're all right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a different version maybe of the beautiful you thought you were going to have, but like you said, it's, it's still great. You know, you learn to just evolve and adjust and love it. So that's just the best lesson that I've learned this year. And totally. Yeah. I'm just so glad that you're focusing on people's stories like this and trying to find the good out of all of the craziness, especially this year. I think we all really, really need that right now. Yeah. Well, honestly, so. hearing you talk, I just want to like grab your face and kiss it. I because, know. Like, <laughs> I wish I could hug you. Oh, you get the yeah, best just, hugs too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I just love your perspective on things. And I just think that, you know, it would be really easy to go through something like that and just be really downtrodden and dim and sad which is normal you know it's very normal yeah. to go through because I would consider and that I did. traumatic trust yeah. me I was yeah. a freaking disaster <laughs> yeah. at the beginning my friends will tell you yeah. like I was not good yeah. I was not okay but to get to this place I mean that is so courageous and you had Thank to have you. done that because you wanted to you know you, you yes. know, that doesn't just happen because it just like you have to fight for that and yes you can tell that you have really fought for for you and for your your Thank kid you. you know you can tell you've and really fought child, for this yes. joy yeah it's become my reason and and yes I, first of all I miss you too I just want to squeeze your face <laughs> <laughs> one day <laughs> it, it is it was a very brazen decision it was a very like this is what I'm doing I mean I can't leave my marriage and come back without consequences like that's going to yeah. change everything I can't change my mind so right. you do have to just know that it's what you want and listen to that gut feeling. I I just knew that my gut was right. And it was hard. It was really hard to admit that I was wrong about that relationship and that, you know, but it served its purpose and I wouldn't change. I I would go through it all again have my child you know yeah so, at the time it was right and so it was, you know it, was. it didn't it wasn't forever right but what is you know? exactly like, what is forever right yeah. exactly <laughs> and it was beautiful to just trust love and to have that to know what that what that kind of love feels like is so beautiful yeah. it was so intense and you know it, it really did serve its purpose at the time so but I would just throw you know, caution maybe to anybody out there that if you're feeling that very, very, very intense love to just maybe tornado on it for a little love. bit, yeah, make sure that it's going to stick around. It can, it can stick around like that, but just make sure it's going to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very difficult to turn around and say, never mind, but, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's possible. It it's is possible. possible, especially if you know that it's the right decision. And I think, again, mm-hmm. just be genuine with yourself, just be truthful to yourself and go to therapy if you need to it's it's mm-hmm. totally fine to go to therapy totally fine um, you know I think it's just a beautiful journey for everybody so for sure yeah. well we've somehow like really sped through our time here so I've got I know, like it flew by I'm like how is I've, it, it always an hour? <laughs> I've got uh, just a couple more questions um uh, yes if that's okay it. so if you could just go back to your previous self in that time during your darkest time or or even not like just when the relationship started whatever if you could go back and give yourself like one piece of advice what do you think you would tell her I would tell her to uh, maybe stop having so many adult beverages after class (laughs) (laughs) because uh you know moderation's great and I would also tell her to just really ask herself if she's doing this because she wants to 
or if because other people are expecting her to do this. Yeah. And if it's not something you want to do, just say, no, I'm not into that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite word. <laughs> yeah. And I'm learning to say it because I used to not know that word very well. And I'm learning no is okay. You know? Yeah. I've, and I've, for some reason, always been that way. I don't know if you recall really in college, but like, I didn't go to a lot of like the parties. I didn't. Yeah. And I always thing. did. And then the next time I'm like, <laughs> why did I even go to that? Like, why? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, if it doesn't serve my, if I've always just felt like if it, this doesn't serve me, it doesn't serve my end goal. Like, I'm just yes. not interested. And, and um, I'm learning that lesson slowly. And I, I did get sober for a little you know. bit. It was great. <laughs> oh, I'm now drinking again in moderation. Like I said, moderation's yep. good. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I would say just, and again, like this party is something I was just expect. I thought people were just expecting me to show up. So I just went yep. and like, even if I didn't want to. So, you know, I, yeah. I would say just set your boundaries for sure would for be my sure. advice. What do you think is something you're most looking forward to right now or you're most excited about right now? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really excited for this election. I'm really hoping that yes. it's, that it's happening. Vote. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Check your registration online and go get registered if you're not registered to vote, please. Um, but I'm really looking forward to some colder weather. And yes. I'm looking forward to holidays because I just love that time. It's going to be really weird and different this year. I'm not really sure how it's going to pan out, but I always just, that time just always makes me feel so cozy and just yeah. loved. And yeah, I just love that time of year. It's so, so I'm warm somehow. Yes. You know? and my birthday it's funny how the colder gets so, the warmer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to 29, last year of my 20s, which is just wow. going to be really great. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Cheers to more life. Yes. Yes. And 2021, <laughs> please, please. Yes. <laughs> I need the glow up to be pretty real from 2020. Yeah. <laughs> So I, my, my golden year was this past year. So yes. yeah. So last year, I guess it'd be 2019. I turned 27 on the 27th. And so that's, you know, considered your golden year, which obviously led into this year. And I was like, literally, I thought it would be golden, like the sun, but it's like the golden flames of hell. Like this is like, Those are flames of a different kind. <laughs> I was not not prepared. Oh no, gosh. I am. I, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't trade it because I think we're gonna look back and really appreciate all that we experienced and grew through and survived through. Yes, but Lord, <laughs> not again. But like, I'm ready for this to be over. Throw me a bone here. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I've gotten time with my kid that I would never have gotten, and exactly. you know, just all these things I'm so grateful for. But yeah, we can we can move on from this. So I'm looking forward yeah. to 2021 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, so then my, just my last thing here, what advice would you give? I know you said set boundaries, but like, give us one piece of, of beautiful advice that we can take with us from today. I would say, I would say to find somebody to talk to, whether it be you and a podcast or because um, <laughs> this really has been like a therapy session or an actual therapy mm. session with a licensed person or a friend or yourself if you want to journal I would say get out whatever you're feeling somehow mm -hmm. somewhere don't keep it all bottled in it was a horrible habit of mine for a really really long time and still is in some ways I'm learning to just communicate um, it's a very simple you know word communicate but it's a very hard process for me mm -hmm. so I would say just however it is that you need to express yourself and what you're going through to let somebody know what it is that you need 
whether it be yourself or others, uh, just make sure that you, that you figure that out, what's right for you and, and what you want. That's so good. And no, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I would love <laughs> to have be. you on the podcast. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> also just about life, but we can do this more often. I'll be like a recurring guest. <laughs> well, so you should be, seriously. But um, so my word for the year, I always pick like a word for the year. Um, my word was Kim communication, you know, Kim. I, <laughs> I love that. Um, One so, of my favorite yeah. words is accountability. And I learned it. I learned it through actually an ad for um, Noom or something. It was like dieting yeah. program, but yeah. accountability. So I would say everyone get an accountability buddy that's gonna check in with you and and communicate. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> communicate with your. I love it. Buddy. I'm a huge fan of puns, so I'm sure yeah. everyone's gonna be rolling their eyes, but we can keep it going. I know. <laughs> So then lastly, how can people get in touch with you if they want to be your friend? After oh my gosh, yes, I would love that. So you can find me on Instagram, Laura Marguerite. It's M-A-R-G-U-E-R-I-T-E underscore. And then my first name, Laura. Um, and I guess if you wanted to email me, but I don't think people <laughs> really want to email me. So yeah, just Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I don't really like Facebook. People get crazy on there. I'm really yeah, not on yeah, Instagram yeah. for too much posting, but yeah, reach out. I love talking to people and starting conversations. And if you want to hear about why you should go vote, please reach out to me. I'll tell you all day about why you should go vote. Again, go register to vote. Um, but yeah, I, I would love for anyone who wants to reach out to me. And if they're going through something, I've actually had a couple of friends who have gone through similar situations that I've reached out to and we've reconnected. So I'm all for that if you want to, if you want to find me. So I love it so much. Yes. I have enjoyed it. I'm so happy we did this. More. Yes, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> it was so great. And I really want to keep in touch. I mean, I know we do keep in touch, but talk more often. We'll do better. Yeah. You're so wonderful. Yeah. So great. I know. I you so filled my cup. We could just sit here and go back and forth all day long. Seriously. Really? I'm like, let's do this for another hour. I know you're about to go have some wine, but I'm like, I'll join yeah. you. <laughs> well thank you so much for being here thank for being vulnerable for it was for so sharing great. your story thank you so and much I, I loved the space to be able to do it and thank you so much for giving it to me and you know course. it was really really fun so i loved listening and i'm going to keep listening everyone please listen she's so awesome <laughs> you're killing it i love this so much all right thanks. i'll talk to you soon thank you bye bye Thanks for listening to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to spreading light. If you'd like to keep in touch or have a story to share, you can contact us on Instagram at goldenhourpodcast1 or email us at goldenhourpodcast1 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your stories of love, resilience, and light.